0: My name is Judy, and I am a compulsive overeater from the Fellowship of Saturday Morning Roseville, California, (laughs) and I am your leader for this afternoon. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check again. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent region two of OA as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of O Readers Anonymous Only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. Well, we are going. This is being recorded, but the people that wish to speak will sign. With it. Okay. Um, if there is press in the room. I'm sure the paparazzi is on this, right? Um, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full names, or at least Photoshop me is what I want. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. Now, there was another little announcement that there are a few more Saturday dinner and a few breakfast tickets available. Dinner is $50, breakfast is 30 and you would go back to the registration table for that. Um, I will be sharing for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of Ask It Basket. Then we have open sharing, okay? So it's your meeting. The topic for this session is practicing the primary purpose of OA. And K.R. Timer is going to be reading from, for today, page 268. Hi, I'm Kay and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi Kay. Hi, Kay.
1: It is my responsibility to carry the message of spiritual awakening and recovery to compulsive overeaters wherever they may be.
0: Isn't that perfect for our topic? Thank you, Kay. <sighs> so I say it again. I need to keep saying it. My name is Judy and I am a compulsive eater. Yeah. The topic is practicing the primary purpose of OA. Right out of the meeting format, our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. My primary purpose on August 23rd, 1979, was to lose 70 pounds and get out, right? Because then I would be well and wonderful. I didn't know that there were any issues because my only problem was I could not stop eating. I figured once I got the weight off, then you would not want to overeat ever again, right? Um, so 36 years, Um I started abstaining from mainlining my drug of no choice, which is sugar, in 1984. Notice there is a five-year difference. I'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I was so miserable when I came in. And the, the first person I asked to be my sponsor said, no, I'm full. I'll talk about that later. So I turned to the next person, and she said, yes, but I don't just work as a food sponsor. I would want you to work the steps. And I said, yes. I had no idea what she was talking about. I don't know what, you know, food plans and steps, nothing, you know. But I had that desperation. I had the desperation because nothing had ever worked for me before. If I quit weighing at 7, at 200 pounds. You know, I knew I had at least 70 pounds to lose. And how do you do that when you can't lose five? Because my experience was not the yo-yo dieting, which means those people are still good at dieting. I say, you know, I'm envious, right? Mine was the yo. Up, up, up. Get a little water here. So when I hear this primary purpose... The key words that jump out to me, abstain, eating and food behaviors, I'm going to need to get a cough drop, hang on, I see the words carry the message, I see recovery, I see 12 steps, and to those who still suffer. Nothing like getting the cough when you're up here talking, right? So let's take a look at that. The first thing I love about the way they wrote the topic is it said practicing our primary purpose. That's real important for a perfectionist, you know. And I was the kind of perfectionist who never did anything well. I was not the white glove perfectionist. You know, I was the one that couldn't ever live up to, forget anybody else's standards, my own standards, beat myself up. So what we're going to talk about is practicing this program, and sometimes that's imperfect. But I have, you know, I've come back, you know, all those days since 1979 and practiced it imperfectly. And, you know, it can work for a perfectionist, too, is what I'm saying. Okay, we're supposed to be... The primary purpose is to abstain. So what does that look like to an addict? Well, first of all, we have to decide what are we going to abstain from, right? And that's... Maybe it's a little dicier than another program that you have to be 21 to buy the substance. Um, My substances I could buy when I was a little kid. And... When I was seven years old, I was at Brownie Scout Troops, and they were passing around the the snack of the day. And in my seven-year-old mind, I wanted two, and everybody was taking one. So from that age, that's my recollection of I'm different. I was not chubby yet. But I wanted, and I knew I couldn't take two because that would be embarrassing. So already the shame... I was in second grade and ashamed of myself. What am I going to abstain from? So that's where we got to be honest. Oh, my gosh. I think this program takes a lot of honesty. What are the foods that I can't stop eating? You know, because I work with a newcomer, and they'll say, well, I don't have any particular foods. But once we start working, we're going to find the ones... We had a great retreat leader one time, and she said, you know, she was at the movies, and there's the big glass cage full of food, and they asked her if she wanted any, a bag of it, and she said, smiled, and said, no, you don't have enough. That's what I tell newcomers. That's the definition of an alcoholic food. Any that you, there's, it's not going to be enough. We have to abstain from that. If it, you eat the whole thing... And you're still not satisfied. I'm not talking about full, whoever got full in this program, right? It was about being satisfied because I could be stuffed and want more. That's what I need to abstain from. And so we have to be honest about that. And sometimes it changes over time. I was in the aging workshop. You know, when you've been in this program for 36 years, I was 30 when I came in. And I'm 67 now. I mean, so the food plan can change, the honesty around the food can change, and, like, who wants to do that? Well, we do it because we want to be happy, joyous, and free. And isn't one of the words in our theme here joyous? I want that, right? So we discuss what, this abstaining from compulsive eating. What are the foods we can't stop eating? And we, you know, I had to stop eating them one day at a time. And my little meeting in Modesto, California, God bless those people, they had these little signs up front. They were laminated, one day at a time, just for today, live and let live, you know the slogans. And of course, little snooty Judy here was thinking in my mind, you know, those are made of plastic. Couldn't they at least get them carved out of wood, right? Right. <laughs> Well, one week of abstaining from sugar and following a food plan, they were carved on my heart, especially one day at a time. And that's how do you give up the default food, happy, mad, glad, sad, how do you give that up one day at a time? And then, of course, we know sometimes it's one meal at a time, right? it's just get me between lunch and dinner. And we, I have all kinds of people that we text each other now and just say, you know, dinner's over. I won't die before breakfast because it feels like it. So abstaining, putting some boundaries around food. Cause I had no boundaries because I was not only, um, mainlining the sugar, but it was volume eating. Um, As a young bride, I was making these these big casseroles, and it said serve six. And my husband and I ate the whole pan of it. Now, he was playing college football. What was my excuse? I was right there eating right along with him, right? And so boundaries. Those boundaries can be weighing and measuring. They can be eating nothing in between unless your doctor, you know, says certain plant snacks, you know, blood sugar, whatever. We get to decide that, but we put some boundaries around it when we had none. What are the food behaviors? You know, I can't tell you how many times I spilled food on myself in the car, eating in the car, because I needed to shovel it down before I got home because nobody else was going to get this food. This was mine right? Um, Those behaviors, um, you know, some people, it's eating while watching TV, um, standing up. I mean, what, you know, what are the food behaviors? Um, And part of food behaviors for me could be people pleasing. You know, they just made it. It's their specialty. You know, and you especially get this long time in program. And I will tell you of all these years, the only one that ever really pushed me, I'm not eating dessert, was in Ireland visiting my husband's cousin who was serving tea with a dessert. And I, very, I said what I would say to anybody, no, thank you. And she said, oh, but you really must, you know. Oh, no, no thanks. And she kept pushing. And finally, I said, and this is true, I said, you know, my mother was diabetic. And so I'm very careful and I don't eat sweets. And she kind of rolled her eyes, like, oh, Americans, or whatever, you know. Um, but we can say I'm allergic to that, because that's true. I mean, if you, if you you know, I break out in fat if I'm going to eat that. <laughs> it's an allergy, you know. And we talk about the allergy of the body. Well, you know, my body reacts differently to certain foods. And I have people I sponsor, it's, it's the salties, the fat that, you know, to, to me it's a triumvirate you know, all of, you know, fry that sugar, it's even better, right? So looking as, if we're going to practice our primary purpose, then I have to look at what the abstaining is like, and how did I give up sugar? Well, it was off and on for five years, my first five years in program, and I, 99% of the time, I did not eat sugar, okay? But every once in a while, I would. And you know what that set up? That set up every time I saw it, I had to make the decision whether or not to eat it. Every single time. At the buffet. At the uh, baby shower after work. Um, at the restaurant when they pass the dessert trays. at the, you, you name it. It's always there, you know. But I had to make the decision. And in my diseased mind, that stirs the obsession. So just for today, I am 100%, 100% not going to eat sugar today, and then I'll start over tomorrow, because I don't want to keep stirring up the mental obsession, because we have not just a physical trigger with what we put in our mouths, but... You know, my mind can start racing, obsessing about the food, and don't they just, those thoughts just come out of the blue? Everything is going just fine and all of a sudden, and that can still happen to me today. So I, how do, how do I abstain? I still write my food plan down. I still call my sponsor, you know, because it helps It takes it off of me. And sometimes I don't know what we're going to eat. We're going someplace. Nowadays, you can look up the menu in a restaurant and stuff. But I will say, I will report back to you. So there's still a commitment there. And day in, day out, to hang in there. And my higher power works for a certain shoe company whose motto is just do it. So I don't pray for the willingness because my higher power wants me to not be binging. So I, I know what my higher power's will is for me. Now the second part of this is carrying the message, right? So we abstain from compulsive and compulsive food behaviors, and then our other primary purpose is to carry this message through the 12 steps to those who still suffer. So, first of all, what is our message? The message I got from that first sponsor was I needed to work the food with her and the steps. And I am so grateful from the get-go. That was the message I got. Because if all we do, if all I got was a food plan and white-knuckled it and all that, It doesn't make that change necessary that the 12 steps give us. So we can put that food down. You know, it would just be a diet club, basically. So to work the steps while working on that food, to me, those are really key to to working the steps. So in my recovery, when I first came in, we had a few pamphlets and we used the AA Big Book and the AA 12 and 12. We had no books. And you know what? It worked just fine because that's, you know, to me it's the mothership, and I still believe in the Big Book as a real strong piece of recovery of the message. Now, um, the recovery in the 12 steps helps me change. Okay, I'm powerless. Number one. Number two, I'm crazy, but there's a solution. That's where we find that how our power. Free, turning our life and will over the care of God. Now, this really helps, though, because it's that will oh, am I willful and that my life going crazy with whatever that turns me to food. Because we think, you know, what does this have to do with eating? It has everything to do with eating, doesn't it? And I I will tell you, through the strength of my higher power and my OA fellowship and working these steps, you know, my daughter was suicidal, went through my husband being a rageaholic, you know, all those ups and downs, both parents dying, I mean, it works with everything. And when we said we're practicing our primary purpose, I call this a practical program. It works on what happened between my husband and I a month ago when we were on vacation in Scotland, and I was planning, in the middle of the night, a flight home and got through that, through the program, through praying and, you know. So it, it's a practical program. That's part of the message we can carry. Um, part of that message we can carry is of hope because if you have no hope like I did, if you feel hopeless, and then oh, and then we do step one with them and says you're powerless over food and your life's unmanageable. Wow, I'm so glad. I always tell the newcomers, we're not leaving you there. Step two, we're getting on. But it is the bedrock, that bedrock message. And that's why every time we say our name, we say what kind of, you know, I am a compulsive eater, I am a bulimic or whatever, I can't see the number, tell me. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So the 12 steps helped me change my life. And what's really neat is to go back, when you go back and work those steps again, especially fourth step inventory and everything, you look at it and you go, wow, that's not an issue anymore. That's a gift of working the 12 steps to change our lives so we don't need that food. Let's give that message. You, but, but here's the other part. New things will come up, right? Okay, so, so this is not an issue anymore, but life happens. That's why we get to practice a practical program, right? So what message do we carry to newcomers? We were worried at our meeting it wasn't getting bigger. And we had a business meeting and said, what, what do we need to do? to grow this meeting. And you know what our first thing was? We each personally had to work on our recovery and really dig in. You know, working on our abstinence, working on the steps, so each of us making that commitment. Then we decided we would do more, we would do service at the intergroup level and we would have a newcomer greeter and we would, you know, all of these things, because the first person I asked to sponsor me said, I'm full. And then I turned to the lady who said, I'll work the steps and the food with you. And it it was at the World Service Business Conference several years ago that we looked at sponsorship. And I heard other intergroups talking about, we don't say we're full anymore. And I took that back to my meeting and I said, what kind of message are we giving A member struggling who needs a sponsor or a newcomer, if we identify ourselves as a sponsor and say, but I'm full. So what we do now is we identify the sponsors in the room, and we've worked really hard to get more sponsors and and to get our sponsees sponsoring. And you can come to my home meeting, and out of 15 people, there are 10 hands will go up every Saturday morning. That is a message to newcomers. And sometimes then they'll ask me, and I'll say, well, I'm moving to Wisconsin on July 31st, which is the truth. I'm, You know, we just go, my husband coaches football back there in the fall. I'll be back, but I'll help you get somebody. Why don't you call me tomorrow, and I'll, we'll talk program. In other words, we don't let people go anymore. And I think to myself, if that first person at that meeting had just said i 'm full and a little rejected Judy, I mean, oh my gosh, if I just went and like okay, so i 'm glad I was desperate enough, but the message to newcomers and what about what about those in our in our meetings who are struggling who have been there a while? they could be in relapse like you know, are we reaching out to them, and so that 's my responsibility isn 't it? But it's also our group's responsibility for our primary purpose to reach out to people in the meeting that might be struggling. And just, you know, give them that extra hug. Say, what can I do to help you work your program? You know, and for some people, they need to bookend their dinner. They call some, they, they have buddies. They call each other before dinner, and they call each other after, and that's done. And that is not a big sponsorship commitment, and both people profit. So helping people within our program. Because we aren't perfect. People can gain weight back. And we don't shame them. Everybody is welcome. Because if I had to work this perfect and be a perfect body size, you know, for the last 36 years, you know, I I couldn't have done that either. And so I'm really grateful that everybody, are, you know, that tradition that says the only requirement for membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. So everybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome to share. Everybody is a member of Overeaters Anonymous. Welcome home. Thank you. You're all so kind. Thank you very much. Now, I can draw some questions from the Ask a Basket, but is there, are there any in there? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sure. Go ahead and read it. And then I'll repeat it into the microphone. Okay. How, can the How can we carry the message to young people? That is a dilemma in our inner group and is a dilemma worldwide with over anonymous although if you go on the oa.org website the committees at the world service level if you go to that's oa.org if you go to the region two website they have committees that have worked on created materials created formats for meetings one of the things that that we have done just in our town is work with the PE teachers, especially the women PE teachers, and the school counselor and the school nurse. And to go in and then to offer to meet, like at lunch, I will wrap it up, thank you for the beep, Um, you know, to meet with them at lunch. The um, colleges are perfect places, and usually they are glad to have somebody... You know, we're not charging money. We're just there to our experience, strength, and hope. So things like that. But I will tell you that when a young person comes in, and we have two pretty darn young people at our little Saturday morning meeting now. We just wrap them up into the fold. And, you know, we connect them with other young people, maybe in the broader inner group that might not be at our meeting. I mean, one of our young people moved to um, St. Louis, and she's been taking phone calls over the years while she's been gone, and I'm so happy she's moving back. But, you know, there's ways to connect them. Um, there's ways, I believe, on the podcasts. There are phone meetings available. So so let's be creative because we can't meet the needs, you know, and of every one of them, but we can sure welcome them to Over Anonymous. Anything else? His steps and the tools carry the message to those in relapse because they're the foundation. For me, they're the foundation. And when somebody is in relapse, they've lost hope. But some of them still keep coming. So we have, you know, that reaching out. If they don't have a sponsor to offer to just buddy up with them and you know, carry that message and, hey, let's work these steps together. I can use it again. Um, Anything that connects them, because just like the newcomer has to form a connection, and we hope you have today, we have people seen in the rooms that are about to walk out the door. And I will tell you that... In 1984, I was standing in a room, and we were about to say the prayer at the end. And I was crying so hard, I could not say the ending prayer, holding hands. And when I was done, the person next to me said, what's going on? And I said, "Ah." now, I was at, we used to call it, goal weight. I looked good, and I was dying inside because that's when I was still mainlining the sugar once in a while. She said, call me when you get home, okay? And I said, I promise. I called her. She says, will you call me in the morning? I said, okay, I'll commit to that. And in the morning, we started, you know, working through what the issue was. But I was literally ready the minute they finished the prayer to walk out that door. It had nothing to do with weight. It had to do with that no longer feeling happy, joyous, and free anymore. So let's just reach out to each other, buddy them up any way we can, okay? Now, it's time for you to get to come up, and for open sharing, it says, please come to the podium and sign the, re- the release form. Now, if you do not want to be recorded, you don't have to sign it, but put the microphone way over here. Because what's going in the microphone will be recorded. And I don't think they can cut things out. So, you know, you just kind of move it over to the side. That sound good? Um, stick to the topic. Oh, you will. And our timer, Kay, wonderful Kay, will tell you, um, you know, when you've got some minutes left. And, yeah, she'll let you know when you get to three minutes. Is that it, Kay? Okay. No, we're finishing up, and you are welcome to be a part of open sharing. We're doing our primary purpose is to abstain and carry the message. So join us before that, because that will be starting a little bit later. Okay, I'm going to lay this microphone down, pick it up, sign your name, and come share. We really want to hear from all of you. Come on up. I'm just going to go over there and...
2: I'm Kimberly, a food addict. By the grace of God, I have 15 years back-to-back abstinence, and I've been in program for 17. Um, and I'm so incredibly grateful to be at this convention this weekend. Um, it has been an amazing addition to my recovery. Uh, it was in Vegas this week, and it just was an illumination of really how addiction permeates a lot of our society and, and, and really gives me an opportunity to see how can I truly carry the message to the suffering compulsive overeater who is around us, um, and in our rooms. Um, one of the ways that I, um, connect with, um, and carry the message is just simply by staying abstinent. I think that that's one of the things that, um, that is, is really the foundation, um, of, of this program for me, because I really get that by, um, you know, abstaining from compulsive overeating carries a hope like no other. It really, truly does. The other thing that I think that, the, another way that I carry the message really is by showing up at meetings and by reaching out to newcomers. I take newcomers' names down almost at every single meeting, and I actually call them, and I call them more than once. I try not to Badger them because I've been I've been badgered and that never felt so great, especially when I was just sort of getting my, you know, dipping my toes into program, but really just letting them know how grateful I am that they showed up, I think is an exceptionally powerful thing that I wished more people had done with me. I sat in the rooms for three or four weeks crying um, because it's painful to come into the rooms, particularly when I was about 25 years younger than the um, youngest person else in the room. So with the young folk, my daughter is now 14, and another way that I do service is that I'm completely transparent with everyone that asks me that I'm an Overeaters Anonymous. And I work in law enforcement, so that's also a very... Sometimes bizarre thing to do, but what I found is that it really is the most important way that I am of service and am carrying the message um, is by actually being a message. And I think that that also is something that, um, you know, when I'm in the food, I'm shying away from because I'm so self-absorbed with how I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat next, and who's watching me eat it, that I don't have time really to, to reach out to others in the same, the same way. However, I think just by showing up is an extremely important and powerful service that we all do to each other. I don't think we have to be abstinent to carry the message. I think just showing up is a phenomenal message. So if that's all you can do, fantastic. You know what I mean? Like there's some days where I'm like, I feel like absolute dookie. And the last thing I do is show up to a meeting and I show up anyway. Um, you know, I've been in program long enough to start meetings and to watch meetings die, and um, and so I really appreciated hearing about what lengths can we go to as a community to actually help meetings sustain themselves and also to um, really enrich those meetings. And I'm exceptionally grateful for that. Um, and with that, I'll pass again. I'm Kimberly, a food addict from California, and I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you.
1: grateful member of this program and have been for many, many years. And um, I have been able to release 130 pounds and maintain it now for four years, and that that is an absolute miracle because I never could even plan from one quarter to the next quarter whether I was going to be able to wear the same clothes. But that's the small part of it, really. I mean, it's—I was very, very ill, and uh, with all of the obesity illnesses, and um, I had diabetes, and I was on insulin, and my high, my high blood pressure, and I mean, I had all of those things, and I have none of them now. Um, I, I can't even express how grateful I am. But what it's done for me emotionally. Uh, what the program has done for me, what feeling um, a connection with people um, has been incredible. One of the things that happened is I hear people talk about I came in and I got abstinent and it was wonderful and I felt at home and that was not my experience. I felt uncomfortable because I brought in my pain of not belonging with me and I projected that out to everybody. So. When I first came in, I did not. And I give credit to the people who reached out to me again and again and again, even though I wasn't being very responsive. Um, I was an OA princess for a little while when I lost the first 80 pounds. And I, was, I thought, you know, I got this. I got this. And, um, and I relapsed. And I was so ashamed. That the first thing I did was stop talking. I didn't talk to anybody. And interestingly enough, nobody talked to me about it. I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and nobody said anything for months. I was ready to leave when one of the women in the program came up to me and said, What is going on with you? Something's wrong. And I said, I can't stop eating. And this dear woman gave me a 10-minute chip, and she said, can you stop for 10 minutes? And I said, I'm not sure. Um, Before that, I had been weighing, measuring, really being um, pretty perfectionistic, and I couldn't do that. My abstinence has changed many times. My food plan and my abstinence has changed many times. Um, I have to have more protein now um, i I have um, have had cancer surgery and I have to eat about every three hours. I mean so my abstinence doesn't look anything like it looked before, but it still helps me feel safe and what I, I went to twelve step within for a long time and I, if you don't have twelve step within programs in your in your area really think about it. It's for those who are in the program who are still suffering. And that, and what we did, and that, uh, and it was the same woman who gave me the 10-minute chip that invited me to this and said, I'll meet you there, and and I always do what I say I'm going to do. And so I had promised her I'd meet her there, so I had to go. And one of the things is that everybody had 10 minutes to talk. Everybody in the meeting had 10 minutes to talk. When we got so big that we couldn't have 10 minutes of talk, we broke in half so that and it was expected that you talk about, you know, I kept hearing talk about um, your recovery and your joy. I didn't have any recovery at that point and I had no joy. I had to talk about my pain and the 12 Step Within program gave me a chance to talk about my pain. I am forever grateful for that because I'm back in the program now and, and, um, and I think I'm here to stay. I've been here since 89 and, um, and I've been more stable, more happy, more contented and more peaceful in the last five years with cancer, with surgeries, with everything. Uh, I am just in a much better place and I, I am so appreciative of the fact that people hung in there with me when I was going downhill and was too ashamed to talk about it, so I really recommend service. I really recommend talking, and I really, really recommend sharing, even your pain. You may want, not want to do it at the at the podium level, but I think it needs to happen somewhere. Um, thank you. Thank you. But I am not anonymous at all.
0: of the good
3: I'm Amy, compulsive eater. Hi, Amy. I'll qualify. I have um, uh, uh, five and a half years. I came in. My highest weight was at least 263, and I'm 154. Um, Thank you. And I have um, uh, recovery. I'm I'm very grateful. When I came in this morning, someone. said they were miserable um, before program and then you started out. The misery, you know, it's so hard to describe like how miserable I was. Um, You know, I had a good job. I had, uh, you know, I was middle class. You know, I, ha- I had a two-bedroom apartment, and it was clean and cute, and and I was so miserable. It was unreal. And I, for like the last six years, one time I was walking with a girl, and she goes, I'm not that miserable. And she, she was a compulsive eater, and she wasn't in program yet. And it was like, yeah, what was wrong with me? Why was I so miserable? And I think first that, um, were uh, honest, open-minded, and willing, and now I can really see how miserable I was. I was so miserable. And so looking at it with abstinence, I can really see, oh my Lord, I barely could walk upright. Um, But then also, um, I just got this morning, and that's what I think is so brilliant about working this program and, and doing what you're supposed to do, is that I got that I wasn't connected to a higher power. That's what it was. You know, granted, I was like maintaining morbidly obese, meaning that I was never having any fun with food ever. I was never having fun with food. I was just eating as much as I could to not gain one more pound. Um, But my dad as a kid always said, money's not my God. Money's not my God. And I never understood that. But food is not my God now. And I, I love that in this program... I, I'm still not religious. I don't have a, a God. But I, but food is not my God, and I have a power greater than me. I'm not God anymore, thank God. You know, um, I, I can just pray to whatever. You know, I don't have to have anything in particular, but, but I, I don't have to rely on food, and I don't have to be lost in this world. I have a community... And um, I'm just really super grateful. If I can never let go of this program because without this program, I won't have a husband or kids or anything. I will destroy everything for food. So if I let this go, I mean, I can, but it's just to me. Some people say in this program, just for today, I won't eat this. Just for today, I won't this. this. If I ever say just for today, it's just for today. Please don't me make me go back. You know, please don't make me eat that just for today, please, Um, because this life is so stinking good, and that life is so bad, and there's just, that's it. So I'm really grateful to be here, and um, welcome to all the newcomers.
4: Hi, I'm Cindy. I'm a compulsive eater and a sugar addict, and I. Hi, hi I don't want to share at all, um, but I know that that's what I need to do. And um, you know, I was trying to think what primary purpose was, and um, I really enjoyed your share a lot, and uh, and I kept thinking about. I have this wonderful, wonderful woman that um, is so dear to my heart, and. Um. um She's been in ICU about three times in the last month because of her diabetes. And um, I keep going and visiting her every day. And I don't say to her, you need to do this or you need to do that. I just feel, and that's what I feel like my primary purpose is is just to spread the message of hope. And because I really love her and I really want her to get what I have right now. And I don't know if I'll have this forever. Um, But I know today I have it. And I was so excited to be able to come to this. I didn't know why. Um, I just knew that I was really excited to come here. And my higher power just kind of directs me in a lot of good places. And this week's been really tough. I spent a whole day crying and pain over stuff that I never thought I could ever get through. And because I used to either use some kind of form of something because this is not my only 12-step program but I'll tell you the food is what I'll go to first and um, and I do when I was in the sugar and in the flour I definitely was a really mean person and I treated everybody really mean and because I'm pretty direct about life and stuff but I think that when I was in the flour and the sugar no matter what I thought you had to believe, and I know today that that's not that's not the case, and so I can just smile and you know just you know and just pass the you know I want to pass the baton on to other people, and um, so here I am in my higher power. I have a good higher power today. So thank you.
0: Thank you all for sharing and participating. Yay. It is now time to close this session. Please stand, join hands, and we are going to close with, wow, I get to choose? Ooh. Well, how about the serenity prayer? You know, is that Okay.